Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Yo, yo. What's up, everyone? Welcome to this month's reflection episode. I'm going to keep this intro short. I was going to release my yearly reflection today. And as I was reviewing my notes and getting ready to do that, I realized just how much has happened in the month of December since I moved to Costa Rica. And how much I'm learning just being immersed fully in nature and all of the awarenesses that are becoming so clear and the depths of understanding that I'm able to access of myself, of my surroundings, of my life path. I mean, it's just, it's pretty remarkable. And so I wanted to dedicate this episode to the month of December where you guys get a real behind the scenes sort of look at what it's been like being immersed in the jungles of Costa Rica, what I've been processing, what I've been learning, how my my plant medicine ceremonies have been, and so much more. I mean, it was um, it's been just such a potent month of powerful awarenesses, and I can't wait to share them with you all. So I love you guys. I hope you had an amazing end to 2022 and a remarkable beginning to 2023. If you haven't already dived in or dove into sort of getting off the ground, I'm right there with you. <laughs> in fact, I've been taking the first few weeks of January to just truly honor what 2022 was and get really clear on on what's present and where I'm going. So um, if you're there, I'm right there with you. So I hope you enjoy this reflection. If you haven't already subscribed to this show on iTunes or Spotify or any of the podcast players, all that means is that every single time we release a new episode, it drops straight into your inbox. Let me know what resonates for you from the episode. And I'm cheering you on. I love you guys. And without further ado, here is December's monthly reflection episode. Yo, yo, yo. What is up, everyone? And welcome to this very special episode of Stay Grounded. Hi, Georgina. Welcome back. Hey, Raj. Great to be back. Gosh, I can't wait to hear what's been happening because you left us on quite a cliffhanger at the end of the November reflection, some big things coming up. So I'm sure you've got stacks to tell us. I can't wait to hear it all. Well, I'm in Costa Rica, so let's start there. It's been a month of living and I'm going to dive a lot into that. In fact, this episode was meant to be our yearly reflection, which I do every year, which is a, a culmination of all the months and seeing the trends and allowing that to set the intention for what's next. But I actually realized that December has just been such a packed month with so many lessons living here in Costa Rica, being in the jungle, that I wanted to dedicate this episode to that. And awesome. uh so I'm just excited to dive in. I'm excited to Gosh, where do we even start? I have like a 
it's like hard for me to describe how my nervous system feels right now. Like it's if just like comparison, like what was it like before? What's it like now? What does the difference feel like? Yeah, maybe that's a great that's maybe that's a great place to start. So like to paint the picture, I was living in downtown in a high rise concrete building, waking up to sirens, drinking lots of coffee. In fact, well, not the last month I was in San Diego, but you know, for four years drinking lots of coffee, drinking constantly on the go, 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 consuming lots of social media, constantly thinking about what's next, constantly planning, constantly like mm-hmm. I was in this state, this very reactive state of needing like I had to constantly be connected and on. And there was this energy that I was carrying inside of me. I was unconscious to this. In fact, since I was, it's like when you're a fish living inside of a fishbowl and you don't even realize, I've used that analogy before, but that's truly what I felt like. It's like I was in this dirty fishbowl and I just thought this was how I was supposed to be. And then I come here in Costa Rica and it's like everything's slower. Like I, I don't even... I don't wake up to an alarm clock anymore. I wake up to monkeys every morning that start howling whenever they feel like howling between five and six a.m. I make it a point to jump in the ocean every morning, whether it's by surfing, which is a whole thing I'll talk about later, or um, just meditating and then jumping in the ocean ritually, like truly actually creating a ritual with nature. I'm walking more than I ever have. Uh, it takes me about 45 minutes to get to work. We have a co-working space where we take calls and do work. It takes me about 45 minutes to get there and about 10,000 steps. And according to the United States government, they recommend every American have or take an average of 10,000 steps a day for well-being. So there's that. We're not eating anything processed. Like lots of healthy, fresh food, lots of fruits and vegetables. Gosh, slower. Like we go to bed sooner. Like I just, I'm not drinking coffee either anymore. And oh, that happened because of my dieta, which I talked about last episode, mm-hmm. right? Like my last month I was getting ready for my ayahuasca ceremony on in December. And that was profound for me. So many lessons and awarenesses about exactly all of this like what was that unconscious need and desire to push coming from like where was that like why did i feel it so strongly in the states and why was i what was that about but when i came here like i just feel like this environment that i'm inside of is really conducive to to health the part of the world that i'm in right now is the nicoya peninsula and the nicoya peninsula is one of i think five blue zones in the world and the blue zones is is are the areas in the world where there's more people who live over the age of 100 than anywhere else in the world and i'm not just saying live to 100 i'm saying thriving on their way to 100 like the first night we were here we went out to dinner and we ended up making friends with a few 70-year-old surfers who have been coming to Nosara for 40 years on surf camps and doing surfing. These guys were 70, absolutely shredded, like big, bright eyes with so much energy, absolutely in love with their wives. 
they have work they do that they love and just like are so passionate about. Like one of the guys, he, he ran 70 miles for his 70th birthday. And at his company, he's the chief fun officer. Like that's his title that he gave himself. And I'm like, that's not the, I met many of those guys. Like this last weekend, mm-hmm. we were in a New Year's Eve sort of experience and ceremony with another plant medicine called Wachuma San Pedro. I'll talk about that as well. And just plants in general and what's happening here in our experience. But um, this man was 69 years old. and absolutely full of life. I mean, this is not like, and this is where I I feel like this month I've just been shown a path towards vitality Mm -hmm. that I've been craving and seeking for a good chunk of the last two years. I think like, you know, I think ever since well, ever since Gina and I started dating, she really sparked a passion for health and wellness for me. But the deeper I go down this rabbit hole of like, what does it truly take to thrive as we age? Thrive as we get older? What are the principles and what are the aspects of health that have to be addressed and looked at? You know, looking at the body from the mind, the component of the mind, the physical body, your relationships, and then your your actual spiritual health, like looking at it from all four components, makes the most sense. <laughs> like it's like it's 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 truly holistic. Like when you think about health, like you are not just any one thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, anyways, I, I just truly feel like this month I, I got to work through a lot of different aspects of that. Everything from my mind and my beliefs about the world to my spiritual health to my physical health and to um, my relationships, not just with others, but with myself, most importantly, and doing it in an environment that is encompassed in nature so that I don't feel the noise of the outside world. Like I just feel nature. I feel myself. I feel nature. And there's nowhere else to hide. Like this is the piece I, I learned, you know, like being in the jungle is like, there's two types of people who come here, people who come here and they feel the way I feel and they're inside of the experience with nature. And then there's people on the other side who just get chewed up by the jungle and spat out and they leave because they can't be inside of all in themselves because that's what, when mm-hmm. the Western world, I think is so distracted. What I'm noticing here is the level of simplicity but inside of that you experience more because you are truly one with everything like you're not there's no separation i don't feel like i have to go to nature i am in nature we are nature by default and i've been embodying and living into that more than i ever have in my life which has been profound profoundly illuminating so So let's pause there (laughs) So as you've been remembering that you are nature, not separate from nature, how is that influencing and, and shaping the way you're choosing to, to live life, like all aspects of life? So I think the big piece that I actually wrote down here as an intention for this 
something that's been coming through for me, and I'll talk a lot more about this, you know, in our yearly reflection, but say notion of creating with the universe instead of on top of her. And to me, there's this difference between making things happen and surrendering to the flow of what is. And to me, like being one with nature is about surrendering to the flow. It's practicing the art of surrender and knowing when to push and when to pause, when to pull back, when to listen and when to speak. I think we are so inundated again. We're in our minds. When we're in our minds, we are not in nature. Being in the body is being in nature. The mind is constantly calculating and thinking it has all the answers. But one of the biggest things that came through for me in my ayahuasca ceremony was this invitation to let go of the rational mind. And that's been a practice for me over the years, but it's been accelerated here more than anything. Being one with nature is letting go of the rational mind. So what does that look like in in practice? How does that play out in your day-to-day? Well, it doesn't always play out in my day-to-day. It plays out in my quarters. It plays out in my years. It plays out in the level of fulfillment and alignment that I experience. Because when things are going to plan in the mind, it's great. I actually don't have to let go of anything because I'm getting exactly what I want. It's when things don't go the way that I want them to go. It's when things don't go as planned. It's when you get the flat tire on the way to the thing you really want to be at. It's when There's a rainstorm that comes in out of nowhere and all of a sudden your internet goes out and now you don't have the ability to take the call that would have made your life. It's all those, when those experiences happen, can we allow the mind to not be in the driver's seat and can we actually surrender into a new creation? And when I, when I think about surrendering, I I really do believe that this practice of letting go and trusting in something bigger opens you up to more intuitive guidance. So like the rational mind is very structured. It's planned. Let's do this. Let's do that. One plus one equals two. When you let go of that, you open yourself up to intuition, which is, Hey, go work from that coffee shop today. Hey, what about this idea? Explore it for a little bit. Or like when you sit in meditation, there's a different note that speaks through. And when you start journaling, I mean, you're one of the biggest proponents of journaling I've ever met, right? Like you, you know the power of it, but when you intuitively journal versus rationally journal, it's a very different experience. And that's what I'm finding right now, which is when I let go of the rational mind, like I know what I want, how I get there is what's constantly in flux and motion. And it's a practice. It's by no means perfect. This is why I don't know if it's practical to completely let go of the rational mind. Like I've met a lot of people here that truly just live in the jungles. Like I told you about that. Like they're constantly living in the ceremony space of living inside of indigenous ways of being. 
right? There are indigenous cultures that have truly just let go of the rational mind and they're living inside of magic. They speak to different spiritual realms and they do all sorts of crazy stuff that's like wild. But that's, you know, I don't know if for myself living inside of the world, I have, I don't know if it's in my path to go completely off the rational mind. What I'm exploring is how can I integrate both? How can my heart be the leader and my mind be the manager? That is what I'm exploring and integrating and actually bringing into my day-to-day life. How can my heart lead, mind serve? Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a beautiful answer. And you mentioned how one of the things about going to Costa Rica, you noticed the pace had slowed. And I think often... And we want to be dictating the pace. And maybe this is part of what the rational mind does. It tries to dictate the pace. And I love how you're expressing this experience of reconnecting with nature and finding there's different, there's different energies and different things to create with different paces. And in that space, like what are, what are you, what have you been discovering about yourself? So this is actually a great segue into my ayahuasca journey and like the biggest lessons that came through for me. Um, So my intention going into my journey was to understand, try to be shown what I couldn't see around why I was trying to move at a faster pace than life had plans for. Like why, if something didn't work out, I was trying to hustle and pull it together and make it happen. Why did I have such a discomfort in just waiting and being patient and being still and listening? Like, where was my unconscious desire to like make things happen coming from? And, you know, I had a lot of awarenesses in my journey. One being the profound, uh, and I'm, I'm not going to go into a play by play of, of the journey because that's not useful. <laughs> It's a very disorienting experience. Let's just put that out there. Ayahuasca is not for the faint of heart. I do not recommend it as anybody's first soiree into journey work. Like I think there's a lot that you can do without needing to ever go to do any type of plant medicine. This is fully, truly, I'll say this again. This is my experience. This is what I got from it, but I cannot fully recommend it to everybody. You were very mindful too, right? About who yeah. you chose to, to do the journey with. Yeah, well, that's a big piece, right? Like my my shaman, he came from a lineage of his family's been hosting and facilitating ayahuasca for two thousand years. Tight to you know, like he thousand years. This is, this is the second time our shaman left the Colombian jungles. Like this man did not speak a lick of English. And he was raw. I mean, when I tell you, like, this man lived in the jungles, like, and I've never met a more brilliant human being. This man has never picked up a textbook in his life, but he knows more about metaphysics, more about astrology, more about human consciousness, more about the ways that the world works than anyone I've ever met. Yet he's never picked up a book. He's never left the jungles. This is his second time leaving the jungles. And the conviction with which he stepped into his power 
and facilitating created a safe space allowed me to go into the depths of what I was afraid to go into. And so it's really important to have the right person holding space for you. And I did. I feel very fortunate and lucky that I had that and went into the experience. And like I said, I went into the intention to understand where my incessant need to push came from. And I saw so much from my, my heritage, you know, like being, my family didn't come from a lot of money. My upbringing was really, there's this like need to like make things happen to like survive. And there's a survival is fear, right? Love on the other side is like abundance and creation and waiting. Like, so there's two different frequencies. You can call them positive, negative. You can call them, you know, light, dark. You can call them fear, love, whatever you want to call it. But there's two polarities that are happening at all times in us. And I think the goal of personal growth and spiritual development is to increase the amount of light, positive love and reduce the amount of fear, darkness, negative, right? Like it's, but if you don't continuously purge and do the work, the negative just accumulates because we live in a negative world and we live in a world where people aren't doing the work. And so, although I've done a ton of work, it was really powerful. Like the dieta actually helped me access some really, because I hadn't been drinking coffee, no alcohol, no substances, no processed foods. Like I was able to like really go into like what was still left in my body. Like I was like a vessel and I went in and I found so much from my heritage from being just my, and I had conversations with my ancestors. I had deep healing conversations with my family and my parents and let a lot of stuff go. Like I, I just let, I gave back a lot of energy to my lineage and uh, walked away with serious levels of just clarity, which I, I'm still integrating. Like I know that sounds wild. Like it's just, I gave back the negative energy and what was left was just full light and love. And I think that to me was the most eye opening. There was just so much more that came from that. Like, you know, I've had gut issues for a very long time, you know, leaky gut, you know, skin issues. And in my journey, after I released everything back to my family, I had this like pit in my stomach. And I couldn't like, and I couldn't figure out what it was. Like, it was just like this pain in my solar plexus. And on the second night of the journey, I actually went into that pain and I, and I wanted clarity. I wanted to release it. I didn't want to have it anymore. I wanted to heal, which then led me down a rabbit hole of processing my fear of death. <laughs> in fact, I like felt myself. It was the, like one of the most intense journeys I think I've ever had in my life hands down where I felt myself resist going into my own death, resist going into my own fears of dying, resist going into, and, and what death represented for me was control. What I was holding onto in my gut was my incessant need to control the way things are, which is what is in the mind. That is what the rational mind, the only job the mind has is to help you survive. And the only way it can help you survive is to control. And processing that and letting go of that led to, I think, that was the biggest gift 
the journey. Like that's the biggest gift I got from the journey was processing and letting go of that. And ever since that happened, I've been so clear. I've been so slow, so patient, not pushing, embodying a pace that's just really natural, meditating a lot, listening, acting on what comes through. I don't feel this need to hustle, which I was scared about. I was really scared about because I I, I always thought my power came from hustling. I always thought my power came from my mind, which is brilliant. I have a brilliant mind. I always thought my power came from those parts of me, but I'm learning to access a different power, a slower power, a power that everybody has, but the power that power is only found through alignment. And it's found by aligning yourself with your true self, not the rational mind, not the identity that you fabricated. It's like coming back to who you really are. Mm-hmm. at your core and connecting to the energy of who you are and removing everything that's not yours right and there's a lot of it's like it's what we call this the deconditioning process mm-hmm. right like we're all born pure sometimes mm-hmm. we carry stuff with us as children but for the most part like as babies like we're all born pure we accumulate stuff this is like that negative energy i was talking about like we come in light and then because of the environments that we're born inside of, we accumulate density and darkness. And we forget this natural light that is actually just a part of us. I think the role of health is to reduce that density and bring back your natural light. Right? Like that's what living healthy is to me. And I think there's, like I said, the mind is a place where I think the mind is the gatekeeper of everything else. Like your mind is keeping you safe and it's keeping you protected or it thinks it is. And therefore it's, it's stopping you from connecting to something deeper. Like I, one of the biggest ahas I had this month was, or actually last month was I listened to a talk by a guy named Alexander Lowen, I think. And he talked about like, He's a a psychotherapist who's in his seventies and he's worked with all sorts of different mental health patients and schizophrenics and, you know, name, you name the type of mental health issue he's faced, he's helped people with. And one of the things he said that was so interesting was like, when the mind is disconnected from the body, it creates insanity. And when he said that, it, it kind of rang a lot of things that I've been believing to be true in my own journey and the work we're doing at Liberate, everything that I see is like, that's what it is. It's like when we are disconnected from our emotions, when we are disconnected from our truth, our purpose, what we're like, our, our light, the essence that we don't like this part of us that we don't have to go work for. Like we don't have to go become successful to feel our light. Our light is just our light. We were born with it. This disconnection from our, our, all of that, the protection that we create from the neck up is what's creating the disease. It's what's creating the misalignment. It's what's creating all the disharmony. I think at least I believe. And so I think the the work is to continue unlayering. The work is to continue integrating and aligning the work is to continue bringing these shadow aspects ourselves into facing right it's 
this is at least the lessons I'm carrying forward for myself. That's just what being here has just been so eye opening for me because I, like I said, I'm meeting these 70 year old people that are like vibrant and full of life. Like what is the commonality? Like they are not allowing this definition of getting old to slow them down. Like, because they've connected to a part of them that will never die. They're connecting to these aspects of their health that are like so vibrant and alive. Like the soul has no age. It's like this boundless, infinite, liberated aspect of ourselves. They're connected to that through all the different tools, whether it's doing work that you love, whether it's, you know, investing in your relationships, whether it's being in nature and taking time to stay healthy, whether it's taking care of your vessel and your body. It's praying and having gratitude. I mean, these are not crazy concepts, but compounded and done consistently over time, it yields vitality. It yields incredible vitality. To me, that's like when I coming back to just staying grounded. I think I've said this before, like why stay grounded when you can become grounded? And becoming grounded is just being integrated with like integrating all the aspects of you so that there is no separation between you and you. And that separation, that disconnection is what I think we're all here to heal. I think that's our work. If we don't know what our work is, healing our disconnection, healing the disconnection from our land, from ourselves, from our neighbors, from our families, from our relationships, from our work, like not putting things in boxes, but actually integrating it all is I think the path forward and um, yeah, I'm just, uh, I fucking love it here. <laughs> it would definitely suit you. It's, suits uh, you yeah, it just, and we've been meeting so many incredible human beings that are on the path. Like, you know, it's a cool thing. I just didn't realize how easy it would be to be connected to. Like I can take calls from here. I can, yeah, it's been a really beautiful experience getting to like be so connected. I think connection is the word that kept coming through for me last month was like, I feel very connected to myself and therefore I am more connected to everything else in my life. Um, I'm, I'm curious to explore the impact of stepping away from like a conventional structure, conventional culture. Um, like the Western culture and coming to a different location where some of the systems and structures maybe are different. You know, what impact has environment had, do you feel, on this current awareness that you're developing? I really do feel like I, I don't think I could be this healthy back where I was living in San Diego. Hmm. I really do feel like your environment matters your mental environment matters, like what you're feeding your mind matters, what you're looking at on social media matters, what you're allowing people to say to you matters, what you're listening to, who you're listening to matters, right? Like what you're eating matters, um, how much you're moving your body matters. Um, and I, I think it's by nature very easy to just like save energy. Like our, again, like our brains are not trying to keep us happy. They are trying to help us survive. Like if we just understand that one concept, everything else makes sense. Why we develop bad habits because the brain doesn't actually care 
about what happens in 50 years. It's trying to help you save energy today. So if there's an opportunity to just sit and work all day, as opposed to walking 45 minutes to work, it's going to take that path. It's going to take the path that preserves the energy because in case there's a saber-toothed tiger that just shows up, it needs the energy to fight that off. And if we live inside of environments that are constantly triggering our fight-or-flight responses because they haven't been calibrated to live inside of the 21st century, we literally have amygdalas and brains that are caveman-like that are fighting off all these different perceived threats. All these perceptions about danger that we created when we were children, and we haven't taken the time, energy to recalibrate that, to recalibrate our nervous systems to safety. So yeah, the body and the the brain is actually just trying to protect, but it's trying to protect us based on truths that are not truths. And so what I'm finding is that if we are living inside of environments that are created by the mind... It makes it very difficult to actually recalibrate to the heart. And yeah, I'm noticing, yeah. Oh. Well, just noticing being here, like I've had a, a month of calibrating to the heart. If I come back to the US, I don't know what'll happen. What I know is that we all have, I don't want this to be discouraging this because that's not the intention of this podcast. The podcast is to bring awareness to the roles that your environments play. Right. And like, Try and understand, like, to me, it's about creating lifestyles, not like sprints. Mm -hmm. Like, it's the new year right now. Everybody's trying to get into this new year, new me health sprint. I really don't recommend doing that. I actually recommend you creating a lifestyle shift, shift the identity of who you are so that you just live this way instead of being like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm working on getting my six pack back in three months. Like, sure, that's a really beautiful goal. But if you create a lifestyle of being somebody who's naturally healthy, the six pack is going to be a byproduct of that. And I think that's what I'm really encouraging is like shift the way you live, shift who you see yourself to be. And in order to truly see that, connect to your heart, connect to your heart and connect to who you are inside of your body. And then from there, calibrate. Like it's like if we're calibrating to the mind, we're calibrating to something that's always looking for ways to survive. So goals that are created from the mind, everything is based in survival. But if we take the time to connect back to who we are in our hearts, and there's a lot of different ways to get there, right? There's there's um there's a lot of different healing modalities you can do to connect to your heart. There's journaling, there's meditation, there's breath work, there's there's just so many. There's challenge, right? If you're going through a difficult experience, like New Year's is a beautiful time to, you know, do your yearly reflection and like set an intention of how you want to enter into the year. And, you know, if you haven't, last year, guys, I recorded a 30 minute episode that covers how to do a yearly reflection. Just go and listen to that if you need a process. But that's like the work I'd be doing right now. Like as you're kind of getting ready for, even though the new year's passed, like it doesn't matter. Like I think I, I kind of like to think of like January as like an integration back into the year. Mm -hmm. It isn't like January 1st or hitting the ground running unless you truly feel like that's what you want. But to me, I, I do feel like there's some energetic space to get clear on who you are and what you want 
before you actually begin making changes. But to wrap up that question, Georgina, I don't know if I'm ready to like, I think I need some more time here for these types of lifestyle shifts to like really integrate. So I'm exploring that. I don't know how long, like we moved here, like on a whim and I don't know how long we'll, I think we're going to be here a lot longer than we planned. Um, while also we just miss family, family is the biggest family and friends are the biggest things we miss. We just really miss our people. And, but it's just, it's so, we just feel so connected to ourselves here and we are making new friends and community out here, which is really beautiful too. And yeah. So just pause there and let you reflect whatever you reflect back. Yeah. Just because you mentioned earlier in the episode about how you can be like a fish swimming in this dirty fishbowl. And I just love how you've really given that clarity around what can happen. You come out of that fishbowl and you get to explore and examine it. And because you're in a different space, a different place, it's clearer the things that are maybe not so good for you. So that just that transition, that different space can be so valuable. And you don't have to go to another country to experience that. There are other ways to experience that, that contrast to give you clarity. I think that's, that's just such an important lesson to really hone in on. Sometimes we do nature. You know, nature is just, uh, yeah. nature is such a powerful teacher in that it requires you to, I remember recording a podcast, I think like three years ago with Logan Christopher. Mm. And we talked mm-hmm. about, you know, just what he does, like when he goes to the ocean or when he goes to the forest, when he goes to different types of nature, like he hears different things. Mm. And I think there's something, and, And if we keep trying to talk to nature with the rational mind, we just won't get anywhere because that's not the language that the nature speaks. Nature speaks a different intuitive language. The the voice comes through in different ways. They may come through in sensations in the body. They may come through in emotions that you feel. They may come through in like insights. They might come through in very different ways than you're normally used to communicating. Like I think we as a species tend to think that communicating with words is the only way, but it's not. You can communicate with so many different, I mean, like just being in a different country, not being able to speak Spanish, I still can communicate and get around. Like that's the perfect example of that. Like we can communicate with our body language, our energy. So becoming more aware of that. And I think just time in nature is just such a, uh, it's just so powerful. And and I think for me, I, I've been really integrating more like becoming one with nature. Like I think we talk a lot about that on this episode, but like just connecting back to like even plants and plant minute. Like I'm not somebody who I think uh, does a ton of, like I do a lot of reflection and a lot of work up until this point. I haven't done, like I was doing plant medicine ceremonies, like maybe once a quarter. I've gone through periods in life where I've done a lot more, a lot faster, but last year I was slowing down a lot, but like being out here, like I even see people that are like more in connection with nature. Like they're, they're looking to the medicinal nature of plants, whether it's through food, whether it's, and medicinal doesn't just mean like plant medicines. Like those are like the words, like I think plant medicines can be like specific types of mushrooms, specific types of herbs, but just being more on alignment with nature and not, I think that's the path for me. I really do feel it like being out here, like even surfing. Oh my gosh. Let me talk to you about surfing. Holy shit. Like 
surfing has been such a powerful teacher for me in that you never know what you're going to like. Every day is a different day. Like the, the tide is different every day. Your concentration and focus is different every day. Your some days like you feel really present and like in every surf, like you have to like time the wave properly. It's like, you're like trying to manage your technique, like the wave. There's so much moving. Like I've, it's been such a powerful teacher. That's been a powerful teacher for me of realizing how rigid my body is and how I try to control getting on my board and like catching a wave instead of like being patient and slow, which is ultimately like everything that I was talking about right now, which is slowing down my pace and, and trusting and listening and knowing that if I don't have what I want yet, it's just because I haven't caught the right wave. And, um, I think there's just a lot of wisdom in like learning from nature. Uh, Ray Dalio spoke about this in his book principles, which is one of my favorite, like, you know, Ray Dalio, if you don't know who he is, he's one of the most successful hedge fund managers of all time who's predicted the markets like 22 out of 23 years in a row or something like that. And all of his predictions came from nature. Like he'd spend time in nature and he would just see how nature is. And that's how he built his life principles, his work principles. And I think there's a lot of wisdom in that for ourselves, right? Like I've been realizing there are principles I've been developing over the last three, four years that are now like becoming very clear because I'm spending more time in nature and all the noise is gone. And when the noise is gone, all I see is my truth and I see it with conviction and clarity. And I see the path to more fulfillment, more joy, more ecstasy, more speed, more accomplishment with less work, with more ease. Yeah, I uh, feel very grateful for this space from uh, all the shit, just space from noise. I love what you're you're saying about nature. I think as a culture, we've been told we're separate from nature and that we're above nature and that we have the power to be power over nature. But the reality is none of that's true. We are interconnected. We're part of it. We are nature. We're not separate. And the more we remember that, I think there's an analogy for everything that's truthful in nature. Like for that's always my benchmark. If I feel think something, it's like, is that replicated somewhere in nature? And if it is, it's like, oh, okay, maybe there's a truth in that. We've been meeting a lot of different indigenous leaders and like healers out here. Like, I mean, you name the type of healing modality here, it's there. Like people who are living in the jungles, people who are doing plant medicines, breath works, tantra. You name the type of healing, it's here. Like Reiki, I mean, I've, I've, there, that's all here. And I think, um, one of the things I, I, I consistently hear from those that are connected to indigenous wisdom is just the role that the four elements play inside of each human being, right? Like, so you have, if you think about the elements, earth is our flesh and bones. You look at water, our bodies are 70% water. You look at air, our bodies are oxygenated from head to toe. Mm-hmm. And then you look at fire, it's our life force. Like, and then you look at space, that's consciousness, right? Like, like when you actually come back to just the basics and the fundamentals, like, yeah, we are earth. And 
bringing more of a remembrance to that. Cause I think even in ritual for myself, like we were in a beautiful ceremony for New Year's Eve, a really beautiful ceremony where for a part of the ceremony, this, this woman led a prayer where she blessed water for about an hour and she blessed it and thanked it for all like just without water there's no life and she had this most beautifully spoken in spanish and we were just sitting there just listening in a group of just hearing her just bless the water and then and then we all took a sip of the water and like to me that's like such a simple way to just integrate more intention it's water we could do that every day it's it's a prayer right like i think there's at least for me, like I think prayers had a really interesting kind of, I've had a very interesting relationship with prayer because I was very anti-religion for a bit. I just mm-hmm. didn't, I'm very spiritual, but like, I just didn't feel like religion was serving like consciousness. It wasn't serving healing. It wasn't serving the, tr- like, I think the truth of religion, like what it was before it became kind of organized in a way was like all the stuff yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. Right. But and so like every time I hear the word prayer, I just kind of have to like double check. Like, and I think a prayer is nothing but that it's that vibration of, of gratitude. It's that vibration of thank you. It's that vibration of wishing something well for somebody. It's, it's, those are intentions. Those are energies that we can embody daily. In fact, I, I think that's a big part of health. Like I really do. I really feel like creating rituals where you just feel connected is a cornerstone. It has to be. It's a, it's a cornerstone of, of, at least for me and my life and the people that I meet. <laughs> when I actually look at these 70 year old people and I'm like, what's the commonality? Like they're truly living from that space of gratitude. Like it's like a, it's an expression that isn't uh that can't be overstated like it's it's what's seen it's what's shown and it's and it's it manifests as good health in so many ways Com- not if you do it once oh my god i need a prayer answered let me send it off no like it's creating a lifestyle of just being grateful and and infusing that gratitude into everything to the fact that you have air you can breathe which sounds so simplistic, right? Oh, I'm being grateful for the air that I breathe. And I think this is one of the challenges with our society is that we've got focused on, oh, I'm going to be grateful for the material things. But actually, we strip it back. You're right. It says, same as what you said about water, without the air and the water, there is nothing. There I is mean, just break it down to the base. If you go back to the origins of who you are, all these layers, these identities that we carry, right? There's gratitude layers, but then you come back to the simple fact that you're alive right now. Mm-hmm. Somehow, some way, mm-hmm. your mother and father made love. There were millions of sperms that could have made it. Somehow yours made it. That's a fucking yeah. miracle. Yeah. Let's just connect to that for a second. Mm-hmm. The gratitude for this opportunity to be alive. Mm-hmm. And then from there, like if you could look at the world through fresh eyes from that perspective, the gratitude to be alive. 
the beautiful movie Soul, one of my favorite Pixar movies or Disney movies. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest takeaway, right? Like this, this human thought that the soul was here to live his purpose, but the soul was just here to be alive. Because the soul can't taste pizza, humans can. Mm-hmm. The soul is just the energy in us. Mm-hmm. Human is the one that's making love. The human is the one that's breathing great smells and air. The human is the one that gets tired and can rest and be grateful for sleep. Like there's just so many layers when we actually peel back and connect to that, connect to our hearts. And I really feel like that when we are there, there's just a, there's a natural slowness that emerges that is very powerful. And there's a natural trust that emerges that is very powerful. There's a natural alignment that emerges that is very powerful in that you're not swayed by the challenges of life. Like you truly just, you have power that is so much bigger because you are connected to something so much bigger and so much more vast than what you can see with your eyes in this moment. I'm just soaking in that opportunity to remember who we, you know, who we really are and what we're part of. That, that interconnectedness of of everything, like we're in everything. And I certainly dream of a time when we are really connected with nature again. Because I think that will just change so many things in such beautiful ways. I mean, what would your life look like if every single person you met, you assumed there was God sitting inside of them? And also every single living thing. I think right. this is where we need to expand our understanding of, of who's valuable in on this planet. It's what not is just, valuable. What is valuable? Who is everything. valuable? Yeah. So the that tree is, you meet, you know, the grain of the soil that grows our food, the, the salt in the seawater, the air that we breathe, like we're, this is all part of our experience here. Like we cannot disconnect ourselves as humans from all of that because we can't survive. Like we've got to remember that we are part of all of it and preserve all of it. This is how we can start to navigate these, these more challenging times we're experiencing as a collective. Like nature is the answer. So it's, it's so exciting to talk about this. I mean, it's, uh, it's so fucking woo, but. I can't, uh, unless I moved out here, I wouldn't have been able to really live it and experience it. Like there's just a level of uh, connectedness again, coming back to connection. Connection breeds compassion. Connection breeds clarity. Connection breeds conviction. Connection to self and the universe breeds confidence this is where I, 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 when I come back to like, why do we do the work? Why are we working on ourselves so that we can be more confident and compassionate and calm and clear and prepared and brave. And when we can be all these values that we want and it starts with connection, like to me, that is the entry point into everything we've ever wanted in our lives. Great health, incredible relationships, meaningful work. Like those are the three cornerstones. Everything else is like 
the bonuses, the bucket lists, the experiences. Sure. Those are, that's the dance to infinity, right? Like the dance to infinity has many different paths. You can experience a lot of different flavors of ice cream on this planet. So don't stop yourself. Go. But remember through connection, the foundational principles of what brings you to life, the foundational aspects of health relationship and work that you can build a life around Mm -hmm. instead of on top of like this is where i just feel like there's a recalibration to your foundation that i'm inviting for anyone listening like this recalibration is what i think if you're listening to this podcast and you're stepping into a new year like starting from this place and then building is i think one of the greatest gifts we can give ourselves truly is like i just uh i feel so unbelievably grateful for this last month of being here of like getting to just be in nature and to remember these things about myself and to you know, I think space is not a bad thing. Like I, I miss my family so much. I'm, this is the first Christmas I missed in years. I miss my friends. I, I miss a lot of things about the States, but I also think the space has been just so important for me. It's been really important to create the space so that I can come back to like the frequency of myself. Mm-hmm. I feel it. And, uh, and come home, which is home is where your heart is. Mm. Musings so from Nosara. <laughs> Amazing. So just to kind of bring this episode to a close, if you had to sum up and like find a thread through the month, would you say it's connection? Because you mentioned that a lot, or would you pick something different? What is that thread for you? It could be connection. I think connection and using nature as a mirror to connect to yourself. Mm. Mm. Right? Like I talk a lot about mirrors on the podcast and this year Gina's I've talked about how Gina's been the most one of the most powerful mirrors I have. Mm-hmm. Hands down like when I feel a trigger in our relationship or when I feel like my needs are being met or when I feel something like that feeling I have in me is an opportunity. Yeah. Right? That's mm-hmm. the yoga of relationship of being able to lean into those discomforts and mm-hmm. bring those shadow attachment wounds and those unconscious beliefs about love and relationship into the light to be more free and whole and authentic. But there's something really powerful about leaning into the silence, leaning into the stillness, leaning into the frequency of nature as like a similar mirror mm-hmm. to uncover more about yourself and you know, and, and I think there's like the dieta was just so powerful. Like, you know, the ayahuasca dieta is there for a reason. Like those shamans know, you know, like when you are stripped clear of all the things that create a disconnection with your body, you are actually creating that disconnection with the divine, with nature. And so like they know for ayahuasca to do what ayahuasca needs to do, you have to be clear. 
which is such an interesting idea, right? Like it's like, what an intelligent plant. <laughs> like, like it just blows me away how intelligent that plant was for me. Like I was like blown away at all plants really, but like there's just such a brilliance to the way it worked through me. But yeah, so I think if I had to really think of the thread, it would be connection, but the mirror of nature. And I mean, like work relationship, nature, they're all mirrors, right? Like, mm-hmm. like the my intention going into my ayahuasca ceremony was why do I feel like I need to hustle so hard to like make things happen? Why do I feel like I have to like push, 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 push? And um yeah, I'm I'm just I'm curious and I'm wondering uh it's just interesting. Even that, like my question for that came from work. So it's like all these different aspects. I'm connected to so many things in my life that I'm, it's creating many opportunities to connect with myself. Yeah. I mean, that question, I imagine so many people could ask that same question. There's so many of us who have those same, you know, urges and instincts to push. Yeah. So it's great. We've explored that. And my final question is going to come. There's no surprise to you, Raj. <laughs> How did you stay grounded in December? <sighs> really slowed down my mornings. But one of the unexpected gifts of being in central time again, you know, when I was in Austin, I had this. I, you know, my days were able to start a little later so I could wake up in the morning and have some time for myself. But the slowness of the morning has been very grounding. I've intentionally designed my day now to like not take any actual calls before 11 a.m. Central for the most part. I mean, things slip up here and there, especially if there's somebody I really want to connect with or if there's something that has to happen. But, and, and what's so fascinating about being here is like surf starts at, you know, between 6.30 and 8.30 mm-hmm. because that's when the tide is perfect. And then again, mm-hmm between like four and six for sunset. And it's like everyone here, like, like sunset, like all the locals, they just line up and they always make it to sunset. Like there's just something so grounding about, again, coming back to the rhythms of nature and being like, I'm just going to like, I think it's like for me, how do I say grounded so much? Just allow nature, allow it just allow let's the more i tried to force the less grounded i am like i just allow and just go with the flow like like if there's something that happens that throws off plans great like you know if monkeys start screaming early or if monkeys don't scream and all of a sudden i sleep in okay it's all good it's all great but i think that's been the big part is uh, slowing down my mornings has been really big and and then sunsets. I, I I haven't been the best at catching every sunset, but I'm catching more sunsets. Well, and I had a beautiful sunset in San Diego too. So it's not like I, you know, but there's something different about being in nature. Yeah. Instead of I'm like a high rise, you know, like yeah. you're just kind of really. in it and you're seeing it and you're feeling it and you're seeing all these yeah. other people who are like, like one of our, um, one of our friends, guys that we go surfing with, like, he comes out of the water at sunset and like, you can just see his smile is so big. He's just like such a little kid when he comes out of the water. And like, I just love seeing that. Like there's like a, 
a youthfulness that's uh, being expressed by being in alignment with just the simple things in life. And um, that's how I'm staying grounded and I'm continuing to practice it. And hopefully if and when I come back to the States, I, uh, I will have brought something more than just my body back. I will have brought some of these principles and some of these anchors that I can carry with me and share with the people I love. Cause it is, uh, it truly can be a lifestyle if we allow it to be. So, and, uh, thank you, Georgina for again, holding the space for this conversation. I've been so present here and, you know, just really sinking into what's, here and you did always do such a great job of asking such curious questions that just allow the conversation to flow where it needs to so very grateful and uh, I'm excited to do it again for yeah, another reflection uh, with, uh, with the whole slew of things coming up but everybody that's a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded I'm your host Raj this is your old friend Georgina and from us Stay Grounded we'll chat soon Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life. For more resources and support, please visit www.rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded to join the official Stay Grounded Facebook group, a place where aspiring life enthusiasts can connect and ignite passion for life together. My hope is that the positivity, content, resources, and support in this group will resonate with you on a deeper level. That what you hear in our podcast, read in our thoughtful posts, or learn in our courses will empower you to live with intention, uncover true purpose, and challenge the internal dialogues that stop you from being who you really want to be in your life. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.